bear with me. The Boston Bruins are now 38-5-4, and, and that puts them Ow! first in everything. Obviously, the best team you've ever seen play the game of hockey. My name is Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, what's going on? Not much, Joey. What's up nope. with you? Uh, you know, Bruins Habs. Bruins Habs. Bruins Habs. It happened. It finally happened. Bro. It did. Uh, I want to jump right to it. Uh, yes. People are like, oh, the rivalry's back. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. not from that game. That was not. That was nothing. That was that not nothing. That was a good game, but that was sure. not like, oh, the rivalry. No, like, and when you're not even regular playing, season game. The Canadians are the last place team, and they're also not the Canadians right now. No, they there have are so many injuries. They, I think they have 13. It, it's double digits, and it's important player. I mean, you can't have 13 injuries and not have some of them be important, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like Joel Armia, Cole Caulfield, Carey Price, uh, everyone else on the team. Nine others. So... I mean, Caulfield, Caulfield being out for the rest of the season is really when I was like, that's it. That must really suck for them, because, like, you can have a really shitty year, but, like, there's, like, always, like, a little light that you can focus on. And it's like, all right, well, the development of like Caulfield and like watching him score, especially under St. Louis. Um, and just having that taken out from underneath you like that just sucks. Like that's a long rest of the season to go with like no hope. <laughs> like, like actually nothing to watch for. If you're a yeah. Habs fan, what are you watching for? Cause like, listen, I'll hand up, bro. Credit to Habs fans. Won't catch me saying that much. They, the Bell Center was sold out the other night. Dude, I want to go to the Bell Center really badly. I feel like that's a killer place to watch a game. I want to go and blend in. I want to wear just like a red t-shirt. No, <laughs> you no, know what I mean? I, be, I would black and gold the whole way. <laughs> I, I just want to go and like, I want to see like, I don't know, Habs Leafs when like both teams are competitive. Like that would be sick. I would still wear black and gold. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, I want see... both of you to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see what it's like. I want to experience it, but it's crazy that it's still sold out and still pretty loud in a year. That is some might say abysmal. Did you see uh Batman there before the game? Why would he have been there? Well, he, he I missed that. Some, he made some comments. There were several comments. One of them, which he was He's like, just still talking about the boards. <laughs> <laughs> listen <laughs> i'm back again i don't think i said what i meant right listen my, again my nephew's cousin said he loves them that's it he made there's there's been like a few things coming out of it one of them was saying he was like emphatically being like nhl teams don't tank that's not a thing that teams do teams are not deliberately losing which like as the commissioner of the league you might have to say that you might have to Who's what's the alternative? Be like, oh yeah, no, they're deliberately playing badly. Like that doesn't look good. But it's also no, like, why? I mean, who put him was, in a position where he had to even say that? It's like, was he asked? I like to think it's the boards where he just comes out. And it's just like the boards are improving everybody's play, and people do not lose uh, to get one of the greatest players of the generation. That's well, not one of the reasons happens. players are playing hard every night is they know fans are enjoying watching our interactive ads. Uh, Specifically, Geico. Geico can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico, if you're listening, uh, please give us some money. The Geico All-Star Game. Eggs are year. very expensive. <laughs> is it the is it Honda this year or is it uh oh I don't even know? Who is, is it, it? Geico. I think it's Geico again. <laughs> Something with cars. Yeah. It's cares? a safe bet. He he also uh mentioned that the the process of like the senators being sold is like in motion. That was quick. 
Yeah. I don't know like how heavily in motion, but like it was like beyond just like, oh, it's being discussed. It's like things are happening. Why would he be involved in that? Is the league uh, involved in the sale oh, of the team? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure they have to be involved in some way. Like I'm I wonder if they could like veto like if you like tried to sell it to someone, they're like, we don't want that kind of ownership or something. Well, I guess Bro, if the Jacobs you know, can own it. like Yeah. You know why that might be the case? I'm not even messing with you. Why? Have I told you the story about the Tampa Bay Lightning? I don't believe that you have. Bro, do you know who used to own the Tampa Bay Lightning? Oh, God, no. Take a wild guess. I'll give you a hint. Charlie Sheen. I'll give you a hint. It was a Japanese business group. Mitsubishi. It was the Yakuza. (laughs) What? That's fucking awesome. It's, uh, yeah, there's a podcast. But it is. There's a podcast called Sports Nuts. You should go listen to it. There's a host on there who's very handsome, and he breaks down the whole story of how the Tampa Bay Lightning were at one point owned by the Yakuza, and uh, the NHL found out about it because they they, they had an internal investigation because they the the team wasn't paying their franchise dues because it was like when they were a new team. And so they owed the league like $115 million. And so like the league investigated and Bettman like inherited this mess. And so he kind of like spearheaded the investigation and the NHL's lawyers like straight up said, we believe that the NHL or the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are currently owned by the organized crime syndicate known as the Yakuza. Oops. Yeah. Happened. So, Look it up. So the Yakuza will now try to buy the Ottawa Senators. So that's why Bettman is involved. <laughs> Specifically organized crime trying to he buy. He is fighting off the Yakuza with like a broom. <laughs> Picture like a- Gary Bettman with a katana in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like a gi. Why can I see? Yeah, why can I see that really easily? Like, <laughs> but like as he's Gary Bettman is a weed. He's confirmed. really calmly like, we believe this is what's best. <laughs> Just deflecting. Like, <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's probably why he's involved. But no, yeah. I didn't see that before the yeah, game. Yeah, he. They asked him a, they, a lot of questions. Um, they asked about like the possibility of uh, Quebec City one day getting a team again after they lost the Nordiques. He's like, oh, I know there's been a lot of speculation. Um, like, we're not in an expansion mode, is what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they said like we would welcome a team in Quebec City. He was like, "Oh, you just missed it. Why didn't and, you guys say something? I put a team in Vegas. <laughs> I put one in Seattle. You guys should have spoken up." What's well, so it, it immediately goes to? So how about those Coyotes? Like, um, <laughs> it's just like, oh, all the games are sold out. I was there. They also are vote like uh, they're voting on a new arena in Tempe for like Did sixteen really thousand people. Say- I'm sorry, real quick. Did he really say all the games are sold out? Yeah, let me. All right, I'm going to read the exact quote here. Okay. So the question is, well, the way the question was framed is, this is on the Canadians attracting 4,600 fans for their game in Arizona in December against the Coyotes at Mullet Arena, which has a capacity of just over 5,000. Quote, every game has been sold out there. It's a question of standing room. They're going to be fine. They're doing better from a gate standpoint in the small building than they were doing in Glendale. I was out there for the last city council vote, which was council vote, which was unanimously approved for a new 16,000 seat arena in Tempe. Once the referendum takes place in May, assuming it passes, we'll break ground and start building. So not only they're like, Hey, like, you know how there used to be this like wildly passionate team in North, like in Quebec city, like, and now we have the coyotes playing in like a peewee rink that fits like half a dozen people. It's like, Oh, but they sell out. They're doing great. They're going to build a whole new thing. 
But he, I mean, well, the Yakuza has something on Gary Batman, and they are and they involved are in the Arizona Coyotes organization somehow. I just don't understand, especially when he's saying like, "Oh no, it was sold out." When they're like, "the the capacity is five thousand, and he's like, "Oh no, forty six hundred is a sellout." Yeah, he's like, "Oh no, they're fine." No, 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 no. no. That's that is sold out. It has to do with the rafters and yeah, where people stand and it's stuff. The angle, it's a viewing. That's, yeah, that ain't the case, bro. It's, that, a, tr- that, it's a dry heat, uh... <laughs> so it doesn't feel as hot. Yeah, you, you know? know it is. And then, uh, they, that is they, weird. And and they, to follow it up with like, I know we only had forty six hundred people there at this thing, but we just got a stadium for sixteen thousand. So once there's more seats, more people come because there's more seats, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it's going to work. Right on, Gary. That makes that that's good. Yeah, he's like, "Are you convinced the Coyotes can sell sixteen thousand seats?" And he says, "They'll be fine." Did he really? Is that what he said? The, the quote is, "They'll be fine." Absolutely, it's a great location. <laughs> it's a great location. No one has ever said about Tempe, Arizona. It's a great location. <laughs> I mean, just in any. No. In any capacity, how far is Tempe from like Glendale? Glen- or yeah, like I don't know exactly. It's not like Phoenix. next. I, mean, far- I think it's like Tempe and Phoenix are like on top of each other. But they are. Uh, yeah, but I have an uncle who lives out in in Tempe. Oh. But I always thought it was Phoenix. But they're like are adjacent. Oh okay. Oh yeah. So like it's like Boston it's- and Watertown. It's like oh, it's okay. Same. So yeah. So like if you look at like Phoenix as like the epicenter, and then there's like four you know corners around it. It's like Glendale, Scottsdale, Tempe, and then the other side is the desert. So yeah. <laughs> that put put the rink in the desert, make it, put it over there. Why Lean not? into it. Be the real desert dogs. But yeah, okay. So that that makes sense. So they're all we're saying. Oh, it's technically it doesn't matter at all. It's yeah, like no. saying like oh, like Fenway is actually in the back bay. It's not even downtown. It's like, Do you think there? Ottawa is getting sold to Ryan Reynolds? Why would that be a, a possibility? Are you serious? Is he a Senators fan? Have you really not seen any of this? No. For like months, he's been very expressive about wanting to buy the team. And he's been going to a lot of games. And like they've been talking. I think Batman even made a comment about it at some point. Some higher ups were commenting on it. Be like, it would be good for the league. Like, like Ryan Reynolds very much wants to buy the Ottawa Senators. Doesn't doesn't he part own a soccer team with? Yeah, it's like him. Yeah, exactly. It's like Rexham. Um, Yeah. So and then he has like he sold his like uh gin for like an ins- like hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, like so they're definitely selling it and this is like very shortly after all of like him expressing wanting to buy it and like being at a lot of games. And the new Senators gold uh, the Senators new goaltender's mask has Deadpool on the side of it. So like there's I mean this is all like a little tin foil hat, but like mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be good for the league to get I like, think it'd a, be big, cool. a big name like that to own a team. Like someone, a guy who would be really involved, not just like, I own it. He's like, I go to a lot of games. Like I'm a, I'm a pretty passionate guy about it. I know he's Canadian. I don't know if he's from the Ottawa area. Yeah. I mean, like the was, fact that it's a Canadian celebrity buying a Canadian team, it's like, how much does that really affect the league? Cause like people yeah. are already, people in Canada are already watching. People in Canada are already going. They're already yeah. aware, but I mean, it, it, it just kind of sets a new precedent that like, I don't know, getting some more like um, younger owners and maybe some like notable faces in ownership. Maybe you can inspire 
Justin Bieber to buy the Leafs or something. That'd be hilarious. Uh, I just, I just like the idea of them being involved. Like, it's like the only, Mm -hmm. this is like a a New England bias, but the only other owner I really know about that, like, is like deeply passionate is like Robert Kraft. It's like, that's the only other one I know that's like at every game and like super Mm -hmm. invested in it. And I don't know who owns the Celtics. I have zero idea who owns the Celtics. I have no idea. And I only know about John Henry because of like all of the shit that's been going on with because he's like, like constantly criticized. Yeah, because he's yeah, and he's a fucking billionaire. Fucking dildo baseball players are expensive. You have to spend twenty dollars on a hot dog. Yeah. Owner yes, of the sir. Penguins. Owner of the Penguins. He's really hurting. It's like it's like uh, uh, Jacobs owning the Bills and the Bruins. The Jacobs own the Bills. Yeah, I'm almost certain. I'll confirm that, but I've been under. There's the no way I didn't know that. Uh, Buffalo Bills ownership. Owner shop. Close enough. Oh, I'm completely wrong. <laughs> what okay. am I? Th- what am I thinking of? I was like, there's Jacobs. no way I don't know that. Maybe they used to when you sold it. I don't know. Philanthropy. That's way too long of an article for philanthropy. He's from Buffalo. Or went to school in Buffalo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing. That's what it is. He went that's, to college. Ah, that, that's what it is. He went there once. Oh, like, he went to Syracuse. That's oh why. shit. My bad. That's funny. Just really, what am I? Have I just been like lying to myself for years? Did I just like Mandela affect myself into this? Oh, I think he did. It. You stone it. Okay. Huh. Uh. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he sold it. Yeah, because there's an article about like Jacobs like congratulating someone on like winning the bid to buy the team. Must be nice. Must be nice to have so Must much money where you can nice. just buy sports franchises. Um, I can barely buy tickets. In the last one, two, three, four, five games, do you realize that the Bruins are the aggregate score is like twenty five to four? I was thinking about that because it was seventeen to three against the Metro, and then they won four nothing, and then two uh, four to two. Yeah. So I'm like, that's just really only improving. Yeah, now they're like, and again, it's like, we don't even need to record new episodes. It's the same fucking thing every episode. It's like, how about these Bruins? They're so outscoring everybody. Like, yep. They're still unbelievable. Great. And right, like, we'll even like, week. even last episode, we're like, Swayman's getting so much better. And it's like, he's was been even of better of the week then. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they post like funny, the like Linus and Sway were like the two Eastern Conference goalies of the week. Yeah, they posted it was like the top four goalies of the week by goals allowed, and two of the four were Olmark and Linus, who had like 0.49 and a 0.51 GAA. Yeah, a combined GAA of one of 0.5. Combined Get out of, out of here. It's like they Get let one goal this week. All right, do we, how, what do we? Oh my god, dude, I'm gonna hi go my cat goose, out of a window. Goose, goose. If you need a For cat. new listeners, they're going to be like, what the fuck is that? Like, do you hear Yeah, that? so if you're new to the show, I got a cat, and he's screaming. He's freaked out about something. He's such a good boy. We yeah, love this. Yeah, if you need a cat, if you're looking for a cat, there should be an orange one loose in central Manchester, New Hampshire. <laughs> you can't miss him. He'll be yelling. 03-104. So this Sharks game, the bees did one of my favorite things that they do. Do you know what when, that is, Rob? Is it... Uh, shut the other team out it's kick the shit out of the other team and yeah what they did they they really did like i was at this game mm-hmm. uh this was my first game in a while i don't remember the exact time at last game i went to it's probably like six seven weeks and 
I had two adult beverages at Hub Hall before the game. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you. Magic number. That's it's really I've found it's the perfect amount for me mm-hmm. because I really feel it for the first period. And by the second and third, like it's worn off. And like I'm, I don't feel bad. Like I don't feel sick or anything. I don't have a headache or anything. Mm-hmm. But I, when I got to my seat and puck dropped, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> holy cow!" I, I almost didn't go too, and I was kind of motivated by the fact that I knew it would be the last time I get a chance to see them at the Garden for a while. The next home game is February mm-hmm. 11th Ooh. against the Capitals, um, which you got to go to. I mean, if you're free, you should come with. Yeah, I mean, what um, day of the week is that? It's a Saturday. We shall see. Polite no. And then after that, like, I don't have tickets for a while. But so I I was really on the fence. And like, even like walking in, I was like, this feels like the right idea. And then there's a fight 27 seconds into the game. And I was like, this was absolutely the right idea. Yep. I I mean, the last I heard from you, you said you weren't going. I didn't think I was. There, I had a few people asking about the tickets. And then it just didn't, nothing came of it. And I was like, that's fine. I'll happily go to the game. Um. I didn't want to be late to watch The Last of Us. That's honestly partially what was going on. Wait, is it, is it even live? I thought it was just like on the streaming. It's on streaming. I mean, it, it's available at nine, but it's like I want to watch it as soon because it's incredible. If you're listening, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and it is being adapted incredibly well. Um, definitely glad I went to the game. Let, still, let me say program. this about the about the fight. Yes. So Carlo fought Timo Meyer. Sure did. Do you want to guess when Timo Meyer's last fight was? How old is he? Um, he's been in the league for 10 years. 2016. 2018. <sighs> but it's been a while. Five years. He's a, a hot uh, hot topic right now in terms of like the trade deadline. Yeah. A lot of people, his name is getting run around a lot right now. He's like, it's like a 10 million, a little over 10 million. So that's like kind of eking people out a bit. Yeah, expensive trade deadline this year. Like every most of the names I'm hearing about are hovering around ten. Like Bo Horvat, like it's worth it, but God is damn, it? That's a lot. Ah, that's a good point. I mean, everyone, uh, the people who know other players who don't play for the Bruins way better than I do seem to agree that he's a phenomenal player. But it doesn't make sense for Boston right now, or even in like the years to come, to have another ten million dollar player. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. Unless somebody goes down, bro. I mean, I think the Bruins are in a really unique position where, like, you just don't need to add. Yeah, that's. I feel that way too. Like, I don't see a lot of people coming out with that take. A lot of them are like, "Oh, this is the year they got to swing for the fences." But tell me, you can't envision a scenario where it's like a few months down the line they like trade for some big name and they only maybe they only give up like one or two line player, like like in the roster players. Mm-hmm. But like it, it doesn't matter what it is. If things start to fall off significantly, the question, their conversation is going to be like, "Why did they rock the boat? Like, why did they? Why did yeah. they just run with it?" I mean, I guess like you know, subsidizing something like you know, a bottom four D. Um, yeah, or like depth something defense, like something like that. Some depth move, but yeah, like, like nothing crazy. Like I don't need a fucking top line center, like. No, so I don't. I don't really think, like I said, unless somebody goes down, I'm really on team keep riding because like it ain't broke. There's no fixing no. needed, bro. And like we're without our top line right wing, mm-hmm. and we're still like we've lost what one game since he went out? Like literally one game. How many games have they lost this calendar year? They lost two, three. 
in like 2023. Yeah, I can tell you that in a moment. Um, the Senators game. There's we all they, the Senators beat the Bruins twice. Check that out, huh? That doesn't make sense to me. That is no. true, right? Yeah, yeah. They are <laughs> uh, this this calendar year. They have lost one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he lost one time in 2022. Uh, yeah, but this Jake went out They're ten and one. Yeah, Jake went out against Pittsburgh at the Winter Classic, and since then, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, they're nine and one since Jake's gone out. So even losing your top line right winger, you're nine and one. You're all right, and he, without no sick, like one of like your your biggest PK elements and like a huge face off guy, you bring in Kopanen. Who I am really starting to like. Um, Me too. Me too. And Greer. I'm really, really coming around on Greer. Dude, I think that like all of those guys, in addition to the guy I'm about to say, all like big time picking it up. Pavel Saka. Like, we'll get. Yes. We'll oh get. My God. We'll, we'll get to the Habs game. Like I do want to yes. focus on the Sharks for at least a minute here. But like, wow. Pavel Zaka is playing like Pavel Zaka. And all like, it took was giving him $19 million. Like, what is going on? Like, okay, this is a message from my boss. If you if you give me $20 million, $20 million, I will be so much better at my job. Like, that is, like, <laughs> all, like that's how guys play before they get the money. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, not like, someone's got to fill Zaka in. Like, no, 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 dude. Like, you already got it. We already gave it to you. You did it wrong. What are you doing? He's like, oh, oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just start playing like I'm supposed to now. Devil's fans. Devils fans do not tune into Bruins hockey. Do oh, not. yeah, we talked about this. They, oh, my God, they cannot stand him. Like, they yeah. hate him so much. Like, I'm they, saying they would hate him more if they saw what he's Oh, doing yeah. Well, it's like Buffalo out. hating Taylor Hall. It's like, why the fuck can you do that when you were here? Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. Same with Hallmark, honestly. Yeah, I mean, especially in a, a franchise like that. Like, I, I totally get it. Both of those franchises, they're in tough spots. So I mean Buffalo is or so Buffalo is three points from the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. And the team above them is Washington, and they have three games in hand on Washington, and they're only three points out from the playoffs. I okay. think Buffalo gets in. I would uh, root Buff- for it, dude. I Buff- would puts up so many goals, an unbelievable amount of goals. I would love to kick the dog shit out of Buffalo in the first round. Are you kidding me? A lot that'd be fun. I said last night I don't know how much I would want that just because, like, because of their offense, but mm-hmm. Um, I their defense could not handle the Bruins' offense, not even a chance. Like, no, I mean they were making the Sharks look silly at times, and like, not to not to just add insult to injury here, but there are certainly times in the Sharks game when they're dominating the offensive zone, where like I had to look up at the score bug and be like, it's not a power play, huh? Like they're not they're not on a main advantage here. I remember back a couple years ago. Maybe 2017 when mm-hmm. the Sharks were really in it, and the Sharks like had that open window where they were really trying to bring home a cup, and their like offensive zone domination was like something to behold. They swirled like sharks. It was like something out of the Mighty Ducks. Like that they like they circled the zone. Like they they trapped you, and they was cool. It was cool as fuck. And then. Watching, I mean, I don't watch a bunch of Sharks games. So watching them the other night was like, it's just sad. It's it's sad. It's like, man, I remember when you guys were a force, and now you look like this. Now you're getting kind of clowned, bro. 
Yeah, like I felt confident about the win going into it, but like I did not think it would be that emphatic. Like that was they had they had nothing going. Like there was just like no uh, they had like very few shots on net through 17. most of that game. Yeah, like and like I think most of them came in the second half of the game. Um, Didn't they not have a shot in the first period at all? No, I think they had at least a, they only had like five or six for the first like half of the game or something like that. I don't I they might have had a really long stretch with that one, but the first few ones they did, they were nothing. There was nothing high danger. Like that's really what it was. They got it was just like stuff from the perimeter or like stuff that like like goalie saw the whole way through. I forget, was it Olmark or Swayman for that game? I don't even remember now. Uh that was the Olmark game. Yeah, yeah, it would have been because Swayman just started last game. Um yeah. but yeah, like like nothing serious at all. And honestly, we we gotta just hop into the Lindholm goal because I lost my G darn mind when that goal happened. So you got Brad Marchand just going on a tour of the attacking zone. Took two laps, and like it did, like he, it was one of those things. It's like he has too much speed. Like no one can just get in. It's like trying to stop a ceiling fan with your hand. Like, and then he just throws it back to Lindholm, who just dangles the soul out of that Sharks player. And then just labels one. Like he put so much behind that shot mm-hmm. to put the Bruins up on nothing. I think it was Fliggy in the intermission who was saying, like, based on our 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 um scheming and whatever, uh he said, especially with some newer changes, I think we're gonna see our defensemen feeling enough confidence to get more involved. More, like more involved. more involved, more involved. Yeah, Fliggy <laughs> basically said, "Watch for that to happen more." Oh my god! Yeah, I meant to text you about that because I was listening on the radio to the first period and to the first intermission, and which, whatever. I mean, it doesn't. Hockey on the radio is hockey on the radio. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like phone sex or something. It's like gets awesome. the job done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not but just like if you ask someone like how like what's one of the the biggest things you'd say about the Bruins here, be like oh the defense is getting more involved offensively, and then Flino's like you ain't seen nothing yet like He's like, like watch it wait yes. till they get confident like <laughs> we had like Forbert like stepping in off the wall like mm-hmm. we're trying to do a dipsy dangles egress move, and then Chucky doing it to the house oh, dude I, I Flicky called it dude Flicky wasn't wasn't messing around. They did. Chuck got a really big bounce there, but holy shit, what a goal! Oh my god, another goal where I was just like, I I was baffled. Like I I could not believe that. Uh, I don't even know what to. I don't even know how to describe how I felt. It was just an unbelievable goal. Like that is kind of. I made a comment a while ago, being like, I. It's been a bit since Chuck has flashed like that. He has been yeah. so good. He's been very very good. I have literally zero complaints about Chuck. But he hadn't had like one of those superstar goals in a while. And that is a superstar goal. That is a mm-hmm. yes, I am the most expensive Boston Bruin in history for a reason goal. I mean, it was also Lindy's goal, was that too? Oh, Lindy. 100%. I'm the, having a I'm, tough time calling him Hamper or Lindy. Champus Lindavoy. Whoa. I know, right? Uh, but yeah, the, the fact that you got the, the two goals from your two superstar defensemen like that, it's just. Mwah. And then yeah. even Felino's goal at the deflection that came from Lindholm's shot. Mm-hmm. So like still heavily involved. Yeah. And then Pasternak's like, hey, I still want 50. So he gets in with his power play goal. I mean, these were pretty negligible pasta games. 
Yeah, did you know people were kind of have been calling him out lately? Like, not a great game for Pasternak. Yeah, uh, which makes sense. I mean, his. I mean, he's still. It's it's not. It's not anything new. Is the thing that's weird about people noticing it now because it's like things will be clicking in the offensive zone, and like you can feel a buzz coming, and Pasta's like, "This is a great time for me to bust out a dipsy doodle that I've." telegraphed and marked out 30 times and he does the move and we've seen the move and the move has been in NHL 14 and he tries it and the puck goes the other way on a two on one. And it's like, yeah, that's, that happens sometimes. So I, I don't, I don't really know where this newfound amazement with his lackadaisical play comes from sometimes. Sometimes it's like, yeah, that's always been him. He also he just has the puck on his stick so much too, like yeah. so much that like it almost it's like yeah you can expect him to have more giveaways than most players because he has the puck most of the time. Like he against the Sharks, he had two giveaways, but he also had two points. He had a goal and an assist. So like again, like whenever we say the pasta tax, it's not like pasta sucks. It's like yeah, like just like pendulum swinging. Like you're gonna get both pretty often. Yeah, and I, I forget what game it was, but there was like one game where it's like it was kind of just all bad, and people were like, "Wow, like weird off night for Pasta." It's like it's only off because like he didn't balance it out with like an amazing power play goal like he typically does. Mm-hmm. Um, like on the average, he's still one of the best players in the league. So like, yeah, we'll pay that tax happily every time. Yeah, um, I'm happy you got one. I mean, but but it is weird that in these two games, like these were kind of negligible Pasta games, and he scored in each of them. It yeah. just shows like how high our bar is for him because like yeah we just expect that yeah he's gonna he's gonna do that I don't but like you said it's kind of because we've come to expect this like balancing act of yeah it does some dopey stuff yeah. also, against Montreal he attempted fifteen shots on that that is insanity he I took mean, he took seven eight of them like we didn't hit the net but that's still so so many like like. I mean, you can feel his excitement, dude. He loves to shoot the puck. It's like that simple. He I loves love when shoot he shoots the puck. the puck too. It's yeah. so mutual. He should do it and all the so, time. And so when he's in the zone and they're and they're clicking, yeah, he's gonna shoot. And the thing is, on that line, there's only two guys who can shoot. So it makes sense that he's gonna take a lot of them. Because one of the guys is, I don't know if you know this, that he, he's allergic to shooting the puck. We do not tolerate David Krejci slander in this house. He took a shot the other day uh, in that Habs game, and I, 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 I clapped. It's funny because it wasn't even the goal. Yeah, <laughs> like his goal was the deflection. <laughs> yeah. No, he took one uh, shot, and I was like, "There you go, my yeah. man." Dude, uh, to, again, we mentioned this before. James Reimer must despise the Boston Bruins poor so bastard. much. Like, I know we 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 were wrong about his all time stats against them, but like. There's something about like that. I still don't think that's right. I bet if you told him his numbers against the Boston Bruins, he would say that's not like, right. He'd be like, "Fuck you! Like, get out of get out of <laughs> yeah, my cell. Why yeah. are you here? I don't want to yeah. talk to you." What are you lying to me? What you, Unbelievable! This is a joke. Okay, uh, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the Eric Carlson defense on Charlie McAvoy's goal. Did you notice Carlson on that goal? I'm gonna. The answer is no. Right you now. did. Why? He's on the left when the, the clip from behind. And just tell mm-hmm. me. I'm. Just, you're gonna laugh. I think I know you're gonna react to this clip. I mean, that goal was. <laughs> I'm looking at the word, but sensational. 
I mean, yeah, that that's a beautiful goal. To even get through them, never mind to pull off that move that he did. I mean, just honestly insulting. I don't even can't even tell where Carlson is. One of these guys is a Norris candidate. Yeah, it's like he's to the. Oh my left. god! Oh he my does, god! He literally doesn't make a single play. He's just oh standing, my god. There, just standing there. Like I joke Holy all the time about cow. it, but that is like, dude, like prove me wrong a little bit. Like, oh man, dude, he doesn't poke. So... He didn't move. Doesn't put his stick out. He doesn't move the body, and he's just standing there and watching him. Like it's like, dude, I had to watch it you so know many times. I thought that was a winger. Right? Oh no, my God! He lets the, him go by. That's the former Norris Trophy winner, Eric Carlson. And then, like, and people are like, "Yeah, he's so good offensively." I'm like, "Great, make him a wing!" Like, holy shit! Like, that's nuts. Yeah, unbelievable. Wow. That was like my my big thing. It's like vindication. Like, wow. Okay. Well, God bless the Boston Bruins. Uh, so sorry to the entire Bay Area that you watched yeah. that game because I'm sure that. They all tuned in. What do you think Sharks attendance is like? I think people go to Sharks games. I bet they're like eight to ten thousand on average. Oh, like so you're talking like fifty percent on average? That's not bad. Sixty-five percent. That'd be my guess. That's tough. It's still tough. That's, that's tr- based in nothing but assumptions. I could. Yeah. Be- <laughs> I mean, I took it as gospel. So, what's what? Uh, what does Gary Bettman have to say about Sharks attendance numbers? Oh, so uh, I games. bet oh, he God. would. I don't know what he would say. I feel like he's always scheming. He might be trying to get a team out of San Jose, move them over yeah. to San Francisco. The average attendance is about 14,000. Okay. It's not that bad. That ain't bad. So I was way off. And SAP Center fits presumably more than that. Uh, mm-hmm. It fits uh, 17 and a half thousand. So they're about they're missing about four thousand seats per game. So it's I don't know if every every place says it, but I know the bees. It's like thirteen or fourteen thousand season tickets, and then like they just sell the other like three four thousand. That makes sense. I don't know if they do that there, but that kind of sounds like season tickets and nobody else. What do you think the Anaheim Ducks goal differential is? I know it. Um, it? Negative eighty eight. Negative eighty three. Okay, <laughs> what is happening? Like, have they not scored yet? Like, bro, like, that means in an average game, the Ducks lose by two. <laughs> oh no! Their average game, every oh, single no. night, they have lost by two goals to get that oh, differential. That's not good enough. That's dog shit. They have thirty three points. <laughs> Blackhawks have thirty two. Oh, that's bad. Good for them. Couldn't be us. Never. No. Uh, you know who else sucks? The Montreal Canadiens! It did feel good to play them again. I know it wasn't like... It looked nice, right? It looked right. Yeah, it always does. And like, the it's, it's funny because like the media before the game is always the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, it's always special coming to this building with the history of these two clubs. It's like, do they get tired of saying that over and over and over again? Like, do we need to like retread that same ground every time we play them? Like, we know. Like, who doesn't know? Like, who is this for? Like, I yeah, think it's, it's for them. the, the super casual fan, somebody flipping a channel. It's for that to be like, oh, this is an important game. Maybe I'll watch this one because I've done that with like soccer when I hear like, oh, like, you know, Barcelona versus uh, Real Madrid. That's a big one. You're going to want to watch that one. You is know? it? You know, what's like really deflating what? is trying to explain to someone who doesn't know or has followed hockey ever the significance of Bruins Habs. 
Because then I'm like, oh, it's they're like, I'm like, it is like, like arguably bigger than Boston, uh, than Red Sox Yankees. And they're like, no, it's not. Well, no. Yeah. But it's like, uh, well, if you look at like the cultural divide, the cultural yeah. war that's like between these these two fan bases, too. Yeah. And, and like, then throw in like a lot of fist fights and like yeah, a, a sport century. where you can physically fight people like. Yeah. And like. Sox Yankees was always like a big brother, little brother rivalry. Mm -hmm. It was always like the Yankees win. The Yankees buy championships. The Red Sox are cursed. And like, they'll never, they'll never overcome this evil empire, which was like, as I say that the, the coolest, the coolest thing to grow up around and hear about that. And then yeah, see the them 2014. Do, oh yeah. yeah like no years, shit. Nine, that ten walls years old, are, like, Oh yeah. Absolutely not a shock. My walls are covered in that shit. Um, but Bruins Habs was like, they went blow for blow. It was like, yeah, they were great early on. And then like the bees were like rough and tough and they were big and bad. And they, they came along and, and the, one of the greatest players of all time brought them cups here. And that like, and then as time went on, like they evened out and they stayed neck and neck. Um, it, it's totally, totally different. Um, I will say this in 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 aspiration of anybody who is rooting for the Bruins Habs to be what it used to be. The Sox Yankees died out for years and years. And it is even now when they're in first and last place respectively they are it's back. It's back. It took a while, but it came back. I think like we've had, you know, three, four years maybe of watching Bees Habs fade away. We're gonna mm -hmm. start playing them more. They're we, gonna we get better. better. They're gonna get really good really quickly. And the bees are gonna level out too. So yeah. You gotta accept it. This next year's not gonna be like this. Like that's something to certainly look forward to. Is like this is going to reemerge as like the greatest rivalry in hockey. I'm excited. I'm so excited for that. Um <laughs> two things. Uh, somebody made a comment on Twitter. I think I want to say it was Matt Porter, but I forget exactly who. And it was just kind of like a throwaway comment, but it, it really made me take pause saying that it will take w a couple of centuries for someone to catch up to Montreal's cups. That's like wild to think about. It will, he was like, it'll take, it'll be one to two centuries before anybody catches up. Are sports going to be here in one to two centuries? <laughs> I don't even know if anybody's going to be here. In one to two yeah, is there going to be? I'm life? taking this day by day, Joe. I have no idea. I'm not confident that isn't Yellowstone like ten thousand? Isn't Yellowstone like ten thousand years overdue to explode or something? Yeah. Look, the good news is if that goes off, it's going to cause an ice age. So if any sport's going to remain, it'll oh. be ice hockey. Oh. If we the can learn to live with no food or sunlight or oxygen. Hey, the, the uh, stuff will survive. Hockey hey, players, they'll make it work. Bergeron he, will still be out there. <laughs> Bergeron hasn't breathed in four days, but he's insisting no, on finishing the period. Support for the team. Uh, but yeah, no, Habs have 24 cups. The next highest is 13 with Toronto. And Toronto's probably done for one to two centuries. <laughs> yeah, and and, Toronto's probably not catching up. Yeah, they're, and they're Detroit not with 11. Is it weird to you that the Bruins have only ever won six Stanley Cups? That doesn't sound right to me. In a hundred yeah. years, they won six. I mean, it is <clears throat> it is strange to think about how in our lifetime there's one. Because I when I used yeah. to have a um 
I missed it. I used to have a girlfriend back in the day. And I remember her like arguing with me. And it's like very early on. She was like very drunk. We had been dating for like a, a month, maybe. And she was like, she's like, one. They have one stamp. That's not true. They have two. And I was like, no, they don't. And she like really like in our in your lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, there's two. They won two. I remember. Oh God. Did she mean 2013? I think she meant 2013. Oh no, no. But I was like, dude, I was like, don't fight me. I'm so aware that it's only happened once. You have no idea how aware I am. I'm painfully aware that it's only happened once. And it's just wrong. It just shouldn't be the case at all. Yeah, that's weird. That's like upsetting. we've watched Especially because the- we've I've watched them lose in the finals twice now. Um We've watched the Pats Game win seven. Six. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. As someone who doesn't really follow football very closely, it's like can we have traded a little bit of that success. <laughs> we have spread that around a little more. Yeah. Um, also, their- the so the other comment I I wanted to mention something I mentioned before we started recording. I saw uh, a YouTube comment, which is never a good thing to see. No, and someone was like, I don't think people understand that this is the best the Bruins are going to be for the next five years. This is the best any team's going to be forever. That's I was like, this is the best any hockey team will ever be for the rest of your life. Like that is, <laughs> it's not like so. Technically, yes, for the next five years, this will be the best. But I think then, everyone realizes that. I don't think there's a single person in the f- world who was like, "Do you think they're good now? Wait till next year. <laughs> wait till Bergeron retires. Like, when they're forty-one, four and four, yeah, then like, we'll I, really see how good they are." It's reaching a point where like you don't even need to follow hockey to understand how ludicrous a 38, 5, and 4 record is. They're like, who are they playing? Like, are they yeah. the only team left? Like, are they playing other pros? Are they yeah, playing so themselves? The thing. Like, my I was talking to my buddy this week, uh, Big Nick from Lumberland. He was like, uh, he was like, Joey, I hear you're Bruins. I hear they're doing big things. What's going on there? And it was the the morning of the Sharks game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yo, like, tune in tonight. Like, this is a good one to, you know, if you're trying to become a fan, if you're trying to hop on the bandwagon, now's a great time to hop in, you know? It's right before the All-Star game. What? Start now. Get the fever a little bit. You can say you watched half of the greatest hockey season of all time. And he texted me after the game, and he's like, four to nothing. Wow, are hockey games that high scoring? I was like, buddy. That's not high scoring. Buddy. It's not low scoring, but that's not high scoring. I was like, buddy, they are, they are winning games 6-0. Over here, seven they're one. winning games seven to one. It's kind of what they do. It's all they fucking do. Four goals is like kind of their average. Are they still uh, number one in yeah, average? Number, it's like three eight one for goals per and like two oh six for goals against. Uh, no, I'm sorry, three eight one for goals for two oh two for goals against, which is first place for both. They have sure. the best penalty kill at eighty six point seven percent and the second best power play. My. God, they better improve that at 27.2%. Who are they behind? Uh, it's got to be Edmonton. Um, oh, yeah. The, last, the Edmonton's was at like 31-something. I mean, McDavid has 88 points. What? Yeah. Just our, like, our weekly check It's in McDavid, here. Dreisaitl, and then Pasternak. Pasternak's third in the league with 69 points. Nice. Um, f- sorry. Yeah. Yes? It just... This is a stupid point, but it matters to me. So, like you said, Pasta had four points the other night, right? Yeah, yeah. And this doesn't matter at all, but it it does matter to me. It used to matter a lot to me as a kid. I don't know why, uh, but it did. Is the stars of the game. Okay, all right. 
I, I really cared about that. I would make my dad stick around so we could watch the stars of the game. I, like no, I needed I to know to who number one actually. was, who won. I was like, that's who it really said in my head. It's like who won <laughs> the game. And, and pasta obviously gets, you know, the first star for four point night. Oh, I'm, I'm, I know where you're going with this and I'm mad. Yeah. Montembeau is the losing goaltender with an eight, nine, three save percentage. And he gets the second star. <laughs> and then the third star is Kirby doc. Yeah, who did get the two goals. You but like, don't get two of the three stars after losing. Especially the losing goaltender with an 8-9-3 save percentage. What? I will say, to you balance this out a bit, Yeah, he played so fucking well, dude. Like, like he played really, really well. Like, to the point, like, like holy shit, I did not know he could play. Like, Carter Hart's game against Boston. Like, no, I'm sorry, Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. They're like, can he let one in, please? Like, like I was like rewatching like clips from this game, and I'm like the amount of like incredible setups that there were that Montebo just like said no to, unbelievable. But no, no you're yeah, right. You're eight right. nine three. I don't give a shit. You don't get second star. Kirby Doc two goals, cool. I can see Kirby Doc getting the third star after two Bruins players, but yes. that's weird, and I don't appreciate I, it. I know, and it's because this it's doesn't Montreal. matter Fuck at all. You. I know a lot of people don't. Don't even think about the stars of the game. Like it, it's the most arbitrary thing in the world, but I love that they do it. I just, I have to know the stars of the game. Because three-star gasoline. What? You don't know that? That's where it came from. It was a promotion. Um, It was like a, a gas company. It was like three-star gasoline. So they started doing three stars of the game to promote their gasoline. And then wow. it just, like, even when they kind of fell, like, it, people liked it so much, they kept it going. I and love it's that. like it's like hockey. I think it's hockey writers in the rink vote on who the stars are. I think that's how it's decided. Well, that would make sense because there's a lot of Montreal press <laughs> and uh, probably not a lot of Bruins press traveling not across the lot. borders. Not a lot. So that would that would absolutely make sense. That's so stupid. Yeah, uh, it doesn't get to want to just go to the Montreal game. now. Yeah, we have, we're in the Montreal game. Oh, shit, you're right. So, I mean, there wasn't a goal for a bit. What was it, like halfway through the game? Yeah, I mean, half of this game was scoreless and uh, still an entertaining scoreless half. Yeah, uh, I will say, and I don't enjoy saying good things about Montreal, Mm -hmm. they are the best worst team the Bruins have played this year. That did not feel like playing a team at the bottom of the division. um, May I pause it? Yes. Seattle Kraken. Kraken are good. What are you talking about? Kraken suck. No, they, what are you talking about? Kraken are one of the better teams in the league right now. The Kraken suck. Their record might not. No, that you were wrong. Hundred percent wrong. Kraken are. They went like nine and zero on like the and like third West in their Coast division. Yeah, yeah, they had Kraken. a stretch. They had a stretch. They had a no, stretch. Kraken are very good. But prior to that, they had lost seven out of their last nine, and prior to that, they had lost five out of their last seven. Yeah, they started so, like, heating they, up. They heated up for a little bit. But they're bit, not the worst. We I mean, literally the worst. I mean, literally the worst. Like when we played the Blackhawks, when we played the Ducks, like the worst in your division. Like out of that sample, like out of that population, Montreal blew the rest of them out of the water. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I mean, no the, one I mean, they kept... kicked those other teams around. And I and expected I... them to Montreal around too. So I guess that I get that's what you're getting at. So like I came into this like thinking this isn't going to be a fair fight. Also, and it I, I... definitely was. 
a big part of it, I think, is also that the Bruins just like did not play very well this game. That's kind of like my takeaway. This was not a good game for Boston. Like they won four to they won four to two, but they didn't play well. Like I think there was a there was a lot of good zone possession, dude. There was a lot of times where they were they were moving the puck around. They were they were controlling the possession, and it felt like they would get thwarted and then just bring the puck right back, especially in the second period. They just like chance would get thwarted, regroup, change lines, bring it on back, set it up. Get something going. Get shut down by Montembeau. Puck yeah, gets that, cleared. Change the lines. Was... Come back in. It's just they just kind of were relentless. Even though it was slow, it was just this death by a thousand cuts kind of mentality that ended up bringing down Montembeau. But um, it wasn't dominance as much as it was just persistence. Yeah, it, it, the Montembeau is a really big part of the equation for this game against Boston. There was just a lot of like bad passes, a lot of passes and skates. They were they were just making it harder for themselves. They weren't them. They weren't the regular Bruins that we were getting used to watching. Um, they were still better than the Montreal. Like certainly by the end of this game, they were. Like the third period, Bruins really showed up. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, okay, so the first goal was Kirby Docks on the power play. Good movement on the power play. They got good movement and they got a good bounce and they capitalized. Not much for Swayman to do off of that rebound. Like his rebound control wasn't stellar, but like it wasn't really problematic also. But what led to the power play, this was the interference call called on Derek forward. Yes. Um, which like, yeah, I guess like he didn't touch it, but like, that's like one of those plays. It's like a bouncing puck. He's only going for a deflection. Like that, that I wasn't my favorite call. Like that didn't really need to get called. I don't think. No, I, I'm with and you. And then, and then Michael Pozzetta and Forbert afterwards drop the gloves and are about to go off. And then the linesmen and refs just get right in the middle nope. of the way. You're halfway through a Bruins Habs game. The first Bruins Habs game of the year. It is scoreless. Yep. And you have this like, a, a, a authentic, like naturally occurring fights about to break out, and you throw up wet blanket on it. I don't know what, what are you doing. About. What they are get you fined. doing? They should legitimately get fined. <laughs> yeah, that that was really annoying. It's like, how can you possibly do that? Like, just let them go. I like, think it, there's got to be something more black and white for officials. No pun intended. There has time. to be something black and white because, you know, I'm sure Bettman's kind of shaking his fist at that, like. If he was if he was good at his job anyway, he was there. Like, this is Bruins Habs. This is a scoreless game halfway through. Why are we breaking that up? Like we got some entertainment here, and you're saying no. I don't get it. I yeah, I really I don't, don't get it. it. But like I don't get a lot of them. Like, and then um, what is that we were talking about in the um, in the AHL? There's no fights allowed off a of faceoff. Yeah, you can't fight off the faceoff, and you can only fight ten times in a season. Yeah. Like that, I guess. I guess I get the fighting ten times in a season. I guess I can understand to some extent, but like to not to not allow faceoffs or to, uh, fights off a of faceoff. To not allow faceoffs. Not, they should allow really faceoffs. The game. To not allow fights off faceoff, and to not have a clear black and white. Like this is when we allow them. This is when we don't. Like yeah, I get if it was like. Hey, look, there's a scrum after a whistle. Goalie covers the puck and like there's a scrum, and then two guys break off and try to drop him. I understand. No, 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 no. Plays over, plays over, plays dead. We're going to the bench. Got boys, it's over. Like, that's not how it it settled. I don't know why, but it's just not how it's done. Like, I understand 
Next time those two guys come on the ice, they still want to dance. Let them have at it. But I, I just can't. There's just got to be a black and white thing. I don't like the gray area of leaving it up to different officials. Yeah, it, it, again, I didn't even really notice in the moment exactly like how much they wanted to fight each other. Um, but it, like, in the, go back and watch it. It's they were ready to go. Like they were very energetic about it. Uh, and I like watching Forbert fight. I like Forbert. I like Forbert a lot. Sitting on the ground eating hot dogs. Yeah, God like, bless him. Um, yeah. So that was my uh, my gripe with that. And then they got they both got called for unsportsmanlike conduct for two minutes. Craig Smith serving the penalty for Forbert because Forbert was already going to the box for interference. <laughs> got gotta love being the the penalty guy. It's tough. Yeah, we've poor, talked poor, about poor, that. Poor, poor Smitty. Um. And then, yeah, and then they scored, and that was deflating. It's like for that to get called a penalty halfway through a game, um, and that was only the third penalty of the game. Brad got called for hooking. Josh Anderson tripped Taylor Hall, mm-hmm. and then um, Forbert, then, then that led to the goal. Yeah. Not my favorite. Taylor Hall. Dude, Taylor Hall had a chance earlier in the game. Yeah, he had a few. He had a few yeah. this game. Yeah, and... Uh, this was his 16th game without a goal. Yeah, this was the. They said when this he scored, have... it was the end of a 16 game drought. Yeah, but I think he... that means this was 17. Maybe. Yeah. Like he went 16 right. games, full 16 games without scoring. Yeah, that that sounds right. Uh, and sometimes this is what you need to just get back in it. You just need a garbage goal. You just got to get something to tap yeah. it in, get over the demons. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't take much. That's why I said it. it's like it's he had a big smile on his face. Like he's taking over that like front of the net spot in the power play that like was Jake's before. Um, and like that, like again, like it's like just the psychology I imagine of just like knowing it's like, oh, I've went I've gone 16 games without scoring. It's like, no, no, you haven't. Like you got one. Do it like keep going. And like he's been looking really good. Like it's like kind of when Zaka score and they're like, oh, it's been 19 games. Like I didn't notice. Yeah. It helped that Zaka had like 21 assists and just plays a very good game. Like Hall's like 200 foot game is very good. He's a very assertive player. Like He's a playmaker. Um, and it helps that just the team is kicking ass. Like yeah, you don't need Jesus Christ. Like it's like no one person needs to be carrying this team. Like everybody is more than pulling their weight. It's like it's almost like everybody can take a little break. Yeah. Take 15 off. Take 10 off. It'll be good. It'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, the Hall power play that was very very important for him going forward. Keep an eye on Taylor Hall in the next set of games. Ooh, why? Then, why? What? Why did you did you slip him cyanide or something? No. No, you can't prove that. Like secret stuff. Uh, David Krejci. David Krejci. So, yeah, going into the third, bro, I was like, I was ready to see the best third period team in hockey. And I'm thinking that every time. Yeah. Every time yeah. they come in down or tied, I think of Felino saying, like, we're the best third period team in hockey. Let's play like it. Yeah. And uh, even though they scored, you know, halfway through the period, I, st- I, I didn't really feel too great about them. Like, they, there's ups and downs in, in, in that early early third like you weren't convinced when it was um what would have been at that point it was one to two one. to two to one yeah i mean yeah, oh I mean, going into the third goal. okay yeah yeah. yeah yeah i just didn't they didn't come out playing like the best third period team in hockey did you think that when Krejci scored that that was going to be the lead like that that would be the game winner 
Um, I didn't see it being the final goal of the game. I saw them maybe getting one more. They um, being Boston or Montreal? Boston. Yeah, I okay. saw maybe yeah one one more B's goal and then maybe an empty netter. Um, I did not see them tying it up. No, if that's what you're asking. Uh, I I I wasn't sure. I didn't really feel like okay, we got it. This is ours. I was like, that's you know, it's a lot of hockey, and they had like just come back to beat Toronto from like coming back like two nothing or something. They have a weird chip on their shoulder right now. I think it's like everybody thinks we're out, but we're still going to be a pain in the ass to play against. Basically, the Buffalo Sabres approach for the last few seasons seems to be working for them now. Well, now it is. Yeah, Taste Thompson will do that for you. Yeah, it just takes a little and tuck. Um, we got Doc getting another one, earning that third star of the game. But at that point, I was I was I was I was a little nervous just because like I don't like no. it being tied that late in the game in a Bruins Habs game, and like, I. Figured it was going to overtime. I then I I thought this game is yeah. going to overtime, and I, I was like, I don't know, I don't know how much I got in me for yeah. overtime. I don't know if I can get <laughs> fired up enough for Bruins Habs overtime because I was like, like really? you texted me about a Jack call. I think it was like for the final game, final yeah, for yeah. the empty netter. Yeah, and uh, I I had headphones on listening to a podcast watching this game. I was like very low energy by that point. Like after we after committed. they took, hmm, said you were committed. Yeah, it was like well, it was like the last four minutes. It was basically, it was like after the Bergeron goal. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can chill a little bit, but um, I was like, I don't have the energy to be like standing and sweating for for overtime, even though it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, matter like this. This, it, this doesn't affect the division. It doesn't affect where the where the bees are. It doesn't affect the play. But it's it's Bruins hats. And so, like, my brain is like, this is the most important game of the year. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta stay chill here. I can't get all worked up for this. I'm glad there was no overtime, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I, and kind of off of that, I'm at a point where I no longer stress about standings. Now it's like, I just want to hoard wins. I want to get as many wins as we can. Records. Like, I don't like the idea of them losing any more games because, like, mm-hmm. I'd like it staying at whatever five and four. And it's I, like even they could lose another five games, and it would be like, okay, they've only lost ten games, and it's like, all right, well, previously it was five, but fine. <laughs> I mean, um, there was a time where they hadn't lost any games. Whatever, so. um, they used to <laughs> zero in that column. I want to talk about McAvoy's move in the high slot, the one I made a clip of. That's that's the one I was referencing earlier. Yeah, which one? Like, what Th- did you that, reference? It? That move. Yeah, just that fucking the dipsy do dangle. Just like again, the most disrespectful thing he's ever done in his life. Just like spinning around and through this guy, and then just smacks him in the mouth with a stick for good measure. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part is jacket and break. They're like the Bruins. I have there's a penalty with the Bruins in possession. What? And then it's like even live, I'm like Chuck. Like gave him a two hander. Like that. Like he he was going for some teeth. Like that was yeah. That's a penalty. Like for a moment, I didn't notice it the first time watching either. To be fair. Yeah, no, I, I was just watching the moment like the Habs player's head flew back. I was like, oh, there, right, there we go. Because it's like he took a shot on net and they blew it down because like, he had possession. He was like, what? <laughs> Although I don't, <laughs> what? I, don't even, I don't even think McAvoy questioned it. I, I think it was pretty obvious, but. I mean, as he shouldn't. That's pretty yeah. clear. Yeah. You um, know, you know when you high stick somebody. Yeah, you can feel it. Like, it's not. You hit someone secret. in the face. Yeah. Um. But Doc, so Doc's second goal, the one that tied it in the third, the nature of that goal. Just mm-hmm. it like 
like a dirty pigeon goal, just kind of like sitting in the crease and someone comes along, yeah. comes along and taps it in. I was like, that's a tough one to give up late for me for some reason. I'm like, that's a, like a weird momentum shifter. Not even like somehow more than like a superstar goal would be. Cause it's like one of those like workhorse goals. It's like one of those like chaos goals. It's like, you can't really do all that much against all the time. I'm I don't like, know. Oh, they're, I'm like, Oh, they're getting those go for it. But like, does that not feel like a late playoff goal? No, that's exactly that's what I'm getting at. That like that's like, like the yeah, that's like that's the only way you're gonna get a goal in is like just like a multi bounce rebound, and you just happen to have a guy in the crease. It's like when Sean Corrali scored against the Senators in overtime in like 2017. It was like double overtime, and it was just like a random like spin around shot like near the top of the crease. It's like yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's gonna be something weird. So like for yeah. that one to be the tie it in Montreal late, and I was like, uh, like it's like eight and a half to go. Like I didn't like that. Yeah, no, it was a moment. You're right. It was a momentum goal. And I don't know why it just, I mean, I think you nailed it as to why it is, but it just does feel like a playoff goal. Like this, this is what would happen when a team is like scratching and clawing their way back into a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, like I said, from this point on, I was kind of like, okay, we're going overtime. Like I don't, I don't want it, but it sure does feel like that's, that's what's coming. Um, but they. For sure. I said, think no. that is right. That's right. When they started to look like a, like the team yeah. they are. Yeah. Then <laughs> it started it was to like, really okay, dominate play. And we're like, okay, boys, let's en- enough of this. Like, let's excuse win this game, can us. We? Only we are allowed to score in the third period. Thank you very <laughs> much. Like they had to score another two to get their differential back up. And all right, so Dude, the Bergeron goal, the, this is the yeah. one that took the off lead the with, yeah, with 255 to go. Huge face off. Bergeron didn't have a great night on the dot. He was only at like 40 something percent. Whole team and was like one of the kind of struggling. Yeah, not the best. And one of the broadcasts showed that, like, for that face off, it was like, I forgot who it was against. Is Yemon still in Montreal? It was against, no, it's against Suzuki, the captain, Nick Suzuki. That's so weird to me. It's I'm stuck gross. in stuck in 2013. Um, but yeah, they had Bergeron at like a 31% chance of winning that. Won it so cleanly. And where are they getting that number from? Uh, I think it, I, I don't know. They always have like uh like the national broadcast love to do that. They'll be like, oh, like I don't know what math goes into it, but they like to try to predict each individual face off. Strange. I'm sure there's so many factors that go into it. Um but when the rebound, so when it gets to Bergeron stick, like you could just tell you're like, there it is. And like they show a good angle and it's like Montembeau didn't see it at all. Like no not a chance. It was like a peekaboo. It's like you could like the first thing that comes out from behind the screen is just it on the stick of Bergeron. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, great Sally from him. Like that's like a such a classic Bergeron goal, like a late clutch game like lead like a goal low slot wrister yeah just then you just and then olmark's the video there's a video of olmark on the bench not even on the bench because i don't know what the fuck's going on bell center but apparently the backups are not with the team um so he was just high-fiving other people around him and then he gave a rick flair Woo! where was he is is it am i not correct i think listener you might not be back up uh yeah somebody might have been wrong about that there i know that does exist in some rinks um am i wrong about that it's like from the video it didn't look like he was with the team at all 
I think he was just on the end of the bench. Yes. I think they just got big benches there. They think they're so much better than us. But they're big benches and free healthcare. Pieces of shit. Yeah, there's definitely a few rinks in the league that like have that. That like they're no nowhere near the rest of the team. They're underground. They're in a cage. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. It's on a need to know basis. Don't worry yeah, about where they are. We cannot tell you where. Omar All right, is at Montreal moment. fans, if you're listening, and I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Everybody else, it's Montreal. Don't worry. Um, and then Pasternak with the 100 foot empty netter. I mean, I want automatic. Just, I I'm rooting for him to get every empty netter because I just, just, I want him to have 70. I want a goal every game, and honestly, so far that is what's happening. Yeah. Like it feels like when was it, it feels like he scores at least once a game, almost every single game. He had four points. He factored in on yeah. every goal this game. I mean, what is he? Is what is he doing right now? Sixty-nine points. So what? Thirty-eight points. Thirty-seven goals? and forty-seven. Okay. So he's he's on pace for sixty-five, sixty-four, thirty-seven, and what? 37 and 32. I was like, huh? Thir- oh, no, I said 37 in 47. Oh, I thought you said and 47. No, 37 goals again? in 47 games. Huh? What? Did you say something? I don't talk ever. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, yeah, that felt good. It, mm-hmm. Like, again, that wasn't like, a, oh, the rivalry is back. Like, if they didn't even get the fight once, no. Like, the, the rivalry mm-hmm. will be back when, like you said, Montreal's better. And when they get some player rivalries going, like that's kind yeah. of the heart of it for me. It's like, I want to know that there's individual guys on either team who are like, fuck that guy. I, I mean, Greer is not going to have a, I don't know. Air Fliggy is not going to have like a, a beef with like some AHLer who's in his third game. I mean, they will, if they run one of the Bruins, that's all it takes. One yeah, bad I guess. hit, one bad hit. And then you, that is, that guy's marked from there yeah. on out. You're like, fuck that's that true. guy. Uh, I will Greer's say interview? the the sorry, real quick the pasta thing that you were saying about you want a goal a game mm-hmm. this January he's played in eleven games scored twelve times so he's ahead of schedule he yeah so Excellent. there's actually room for there's some wiggle room right now go ahead you can, you can take a name off they they did an interview I think it was Sophia did an interview with AJ Greer um, between periods. And he was saying that, like, he... Well, first of all, did you know that A.J. Greer is Canadian? I figure everyone is. I, You don't see A.J. Greer and hear the name A.J. Greer and think that man walked out of the Carolinas. Like, that is a Appalachian man. No. That's I just I think... Did. I think... I think just I just assume Canadian until I hear otherwise. I mean, that's also probably a fair strategy. That's how I live most my of life, the time. Um, but yeah, it's, but he, he grew up. He's from Quebec City, um, yeah. and he said just he used to play at the Bell Center growing up, like in exhibition games, and that like he recalled the time where he like emptied his bank account to buy like a two hundred dollar ticket to go see the Habs play in Montreal. Wow. Um, and it was just like, and he's like kind of like talking about how wild it is to go from that to playing there professionally um also he, he played in bu with grizzly and mcavoy did he now yeah he played in bu and fort from 14 15 and 15 16 and then he left to go play in the qj mh and then manelo p oh the that's q, a good one yeah. the q um 
Yeah, he's like, yeah, I f- he he said that, like he felt that was a better option for him to get to the NHL. I don't know if it's like maybe because it's more physical. Can you can you do like more hitting or fighting in that league compared to NCAA? No fighting in NCAA. NCAA. I feel like in the queue you can. That might be the difference because especially for a guy like Greer, like that's his bread and butter is the physical play. Although to go back to the Sharks game briefly, the goals he was trying to score were like I, I somebody tweeted it and put it so much better than I could and they said like his sport center top 10 per 60 attempts are off the charts <laughs> like every he was like spin moving shooting between the legs like yeah he was going for it and I'm like it's only a matter of time before one of these goes in and we got a fantastic highlight reel it was started from yeah. that like little move he did over his shoulder where he like juggled it in the air and like batted it around that guy yeah to give himself a lead on the rush yeah yeah, and then it led to like an amazing scoring chance like that's he's gonna start doing shit like that it's like stuff yeah. like that and then his Zaka physical too? his physical dude again Zaka and Greer are like really heating up and then Copenin to go back to him a little bit I'm really liking Copenin I am very excited to see Mark McLaughlin come back up and play we were talking about him I forgot that's Ichabod Crane because when uh, I heard Mark yes. McLaughlin's name, I was like, I know the name, but I, I can't Ichabod picture the guy. Crane. It's Tyler Ichabod. Myers level of long neck. Uh, or McGoogles, if you've ever seen Max Keebler's big move. Yeah, McGoogles is me. Yeah. I like a swampy bog. He sure does. Um, but yeah, like there's just like, and the list goes on. I'm just like, they're playing so well. Good. This, they're doing great. Because that's just the whole team. Yeah. Um, I have, I have a few random stuff I want to go through. Um, did you see any of the Chara interview with Spit and Chicklets? Just clips. Yeah, I've invited kind of, to the whole thing. I listened to some of it last night, like some of the takeaways. So in 2019, we all knew that he broke his jaw. You, sooner than anybody, actually. I. You broke it. Broke it. You broke You broke that. I story. broke his jaw. <laughs> yeah. <it> just, <laughs> no, yeah. You broke jump news. up to catch it. Like Check that out. You guys uh, should listen he, to us more. Honest to God, we're telling you, they didn't like Cassidy. But he said he not only had a broken jaw, but had a broken elbow and a torn groin. Wow. So there's that. The the Patrice Bergeron school of, no, I'm fine. (laughs) We got a game to play. I'm fine. Yeah, he changed the culture just for the detriment of everyone's bodies. Oh, yeah. And then him talking about like the like previous leadership was like, there needs to be a culture change. And he's like, Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> oh yeah. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think there's a lot of levels to that. I think I was like kind of top down. Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, the bees were, the bees were like arguably the hottest show in town. I mean, not really. Cause like the, the Pats were like going to their second super bowl. The socks were like going to their second world series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Celtics were just acquiring their big three. So like the bees who like, I would argue I've always said Boston's a hockey town. The bees were like in a really, really, really bad spot. And then they, what year was that? That was like, Oh six, Oh seven. So that's the year they only scored. They only got 76 points. That's the year they had less points than they have right now. The Bruins currently have 80. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like right around then, that's when, that's when things were in a really, really tough spot. And, but there was this new kid coming up. His name was Patrice Bergeron. He was pretty good, but, uh, they had just gotten rid of Joe Thornton. Um, didn't really know what the goaltending future was. Coaching wasn't really great. The the team was uninspired. 
and then boom. The yeah, comes she along Shara. I, with like, a Captain Claus. Th- them talking about like his or him talking about how he got to the NHL is pretty crazy. Um, I didn't hear is, that. It, kind of saying that like when he first got scouted, it had nothing to do with hockey. There was only like a VHS of him working out. Wow. And that was enough. And he said that like he played for this like B team uh, in Czechoslovakia. I believe it still was. Mm-hmm. And like all these like scouts came to watch the A team, but the B team practiced after the A team. Mm-hmm. So when they left, they were all like, I think they were like still there writing or something. And then here comes the B team. And they all were like, who is this guy? Like, mm-hmm. and why is he on the B team? Mm-hmm. Um, and were they and like, because he's bad at hockey? I back well back then, like it's he didn't even really talk about it. He used to be a forward, first of all. That's wrong. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's I know that's Detroit has like a six him. eight guy at a forward position mm-hmm. right now, but pictures of Dano Char just like four checking you. <laughs> <laughs> just pushing you away with one hand. Like, <laughs> um and then and he talked about like that I think it was Milbury when he was with the Islanders, um, mm-hmm. was the one who ended up drafting him. And he didn't want to. And they had to like convince him. And it was like, if you don't wow. take him, Arizona's taking him or Phoenix is taking him after you. And it was funny because at that point in the interview, Biz was like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> um, but he, it's, there's like a lot of just like good stuff. There was like him talking about like all like the pull ups that he would do at the, that the was training. really good. Yeah. He was saying that like Dwight said, was like, don't embarrass me. And it's like, just count them. And like, then did oof, 33. Oof. Yeah. I can't even. I tried doing a pull up yesterday, and I mm -hmm. get like a a, a tenth of the way up, and then I dangle there for five seconds, and then I cry. Like (laughs) pull ups are hard to practice because you got to do the home pull up bar because like you can't do one at the gym. I'm not going to do two and a half pull ups. I'm not going to do it. I'll do it. I don't care. And uh, uh, I mean, Z talking about doing 33 is obnoxious, but then the crazy part of that story. But then the crazy part of that story, bro, is like. He says five years later, I did 39 and I was fifth on the team in pull-ups. Yeah, that was Miller, I think, at that point was taking I'm, that. I mean, there's a couple guys, four guys ahead of him. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. So did, I mean did we talk Bergy? about I don't know. I don't know. I, did we talk about I, I found this like old screenshot on my phone about when Kevin Miller fought Joe Vitale when they were playing the Coyotes. Did we talk about this? I don't think so. So it is to me the most clean punches I've ever seen in a hockey fight. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's Kevin Miller, and I think people kind of forget what a freak of nature Kevin Miller was in fights. I've never seen anybody fight like Kevin Miller. Just vicious, r- raw strength. Just like there's no strategy. I'm grabbing you with my left hand and I'm punching you as hard as I possibly can with my right. That is it. And it's, it's like so... you can see his muscles through his jersey. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, it, and he punches so fast and there's such a snap to it. So mm-hmm. in this fight, he gets a lot of really good punches on it. And by the end, Vitaly's like kind of like not keeping up with it. Mm-hmm. And Miller just lands this horrifyingly strong and clean punch right to his orbital bone. So just the bone right below your eye socket. Yeah. And uh, Vitaly was describing it and was like saying, uh, I've never been in war, but it felt like a grenade went off. Um, I got to watch I, this. Yeah, it, it is pretty, pretty horrifying. Um, 
Is that, the, just, is that the punch that ended Vitaly's career? Yeah, that's where I'm going with this. It, it oh. literally, and, and Vitaly never played again. Like, this fight ended Joe Vitaly's career. Like, that's not <laughs> something to laugh about. Um, so, Jeez. this is <clears throat> so the killer from just it throws oh, hammers. And that's the one where Jack, when he's calling the fight, he's just moaning for most of it. Oh, 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 oh. Like, um, but just the last dude, punch Vitaly is. is 511 200 pounds yeah don't and miller's 62 210 like oh baby oh baby oh baby it doesn't even knock him down i'll say that about joe no Pally. like he stands up he i don't know how it. like i can't it. you can watch that video in quarter speed on youtube and it's still too fast like they like they didn't use a high enough frame rate camera to record this this punch it's like bruce lee they're like can you slow down our cameras can't really keep up with you like um, but this is the quote from Vitali. Um, so I stepped in, uh, Miller challenged me. We went at it for a while. It was a good scrap. His Jersey ripped. I didn't have much of a grip. He cleaned me up so good at the end. He broke my orbital floor around my eye. The temple broke. The floor broke. My whole eye just dropped down. I couldn't see out of my left eye. I felt like my contact shook loose. So I was trying to grab my contact and my eye was just dropped. When he hit me at the end, it felt like a bomb went off. My whole face went numb. My ears were ringing. I've never been in a war battle, but it felt like a grenade just went off in my left ear. Dude, I mean, I'm watching it in quarter speed on YouTube per your recommendation. Yeah, they... That's a car crash. (laughs) That's crazy. He he went to the box. He said he felt horrible and queasy, and OEL went up to him and asked if he was all right, and he could just tell that he wasn't, so he called the ref and trainer, and they had to stop the game to get him out of there. Like, Miller also... With one of the strongest punches on Tage Thompson a year or two ago. It didn't even... It it didn't fully land. It, like, kind of hit him. It looked like in the shoulder almost, but it, like whiplashed him like again like i don't know what kevin miller was eating but like people don't really put enough respect on his name when it comes to how well he could fight and how strong he was because and this all comes back to him being the guy that like dethroned char with the pull-ups yeah yeah i mean dude (laughs) he's also a smart fighter because you can see in this clip after he sets the bomb off in his face, he never throws another punch. And then when he looks up, he looks over at his teammates, and he almost gives this look that says, like, whoa, shit, like, I caught Oops, him. I went too far. I like, caught I... him. Like, I've punched people in the face before, Rob. And not, I'm not saying yeah, I was gonna... punched you. <laughs> I don't remember I, that. I've, I've punched people in the face you must before. must have punched me pretty hard. And uh, let me tell you. I can't imagine what it feels like to shatter somebody's orbital. I think you'd know. I think you would feel it crumble. I think you'd. I think that's what happened. I think Killer was like, "Ah, uh, we should probably stop." Yeah, um, it sucks for Vitaly. I mean, that like not only did it end his career, but like that is like a life changing thing to happen to you. Yeah, like post concussion syndrome, all that. That's that sucks. But Rip Ruin Show, we're talking about how strong Kevin Miller was. Yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. Sorry. Uh, big stretch coming up for the bees. Excited for it. Um, it's gonna be a tough one. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, to gonna be some good games. Yeah, yeah. Just looking forward to uh, Tampa, Florida, Florida, Carolina, Toronto, Washington, and Dallas. And by the time we do another episode, yes, 
maybe by the time we do another episode, it might be two episodes from now. We're going to double tease you a little bit. We might have a big announcement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a pretty big one. So keep those ears to the ground. Yeah, dude. Nose to the grindstone or whatever. Ear to the floor. So do that. Ear to the grindstone. Keep keep your ears peeled. Uh, We got, yeah, we got some news coming. So either way, we got some news coming. It depends how much news. So. I will fill you guys in on that. Hopefully, on the next episode, maybe on the one after that. When, uh, when, when, when are we doing another show here? So they play Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we can do something Thursday after the game, or probably Friday. What about Saturday? We could probably do something Saturday. I'm around Saturday. Okay, good. We can do it before the game Saturday, and then we can do a Saturday Sunday uh, cover a game from Saturday and Sunday. Oh well. Oh well. If we're well. If... Well, 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 well. No, or do we'll, you want we'll to do like? We'll Saturday? figure it out. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Well, this is off the air stuff. Uh, yeah. Do you have any any closing thoughts, Joseph? Am I supposed to? I don't know. Usually, ask me. I wanted to flip it on you. Um, be kind to each other. No, that's not it. Oh, sorry. Um, try again. Fuck the Habs. There it is. Fuck. I didn't. I didn't know that's what I wanted you to say. But when you said it, I'm like, yeah, that's what you were supposed if, to say. If you speak French. And you, and you're not in don't. and you don't play Ugh. for the Boston Bruins. Fuck you. Bergeron's honestly. the only one who gets a pass. The only one. Marshy speaks French. There, that's pushing it. It's not weird. I don't I can't I cannot imagine Brad Marshan speaking anything other than fuck you. Why am I speaking out of my ass? Isn't he from Saskatchewan or something? I don't He's know. He's not man. from Quebec. I don't know. Yeah, Brad's not from Quebec. Am I crazy? From anywhere. It's not from anywhere. Came from a lab. Someone like lab that can only really be designed. Yeah, yeah, he's from Halifax. Yeah. He doesn't speak French. He <laughs> just sounds a little French. Um, Marchand. But if you don't have anything, I don't have anything. Nah, bro. I'm I'm good to just get the hell out of here. I got a lot of stuff to do tonight. You do have stuff to do tonight? Nope. Nice. I got but a bunch you- of friends and women that are waiting for me in the next room. Nice. Uh, you know what I do have to do tonight? What? Bear with me. We just did bear with me. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Uh, no, then I'm good. Okay.